0: Welcome back to the United podcast and it's a different episode today and we've got KM back with us because today we're going to be talking about Real Madrid sort of and that's why KM is here. I'm, I'm not normally as inviting and it's also a Tom Free podcast or a Tom Free video. So KM, you've replaced Tom. We're already looking better but it is looking a little bit smoky down your side. What's going on? A little bit of fog in your house.
1: Yeah, well firstly, big shoes to fill with Tom Tom not being here so hopefully you don't lose too many uh Loyal listeners, uh, what's happening? What's with, what's with the cloudiness? Just having a uh, sneaky shisha while we're recording. I uh, get the daily fix just to yeah, keep things during lockdown.
0: <laughs> I'm but. trying to be healthy, actually. Um, I've lost I've lost two and a half kilos in the last few weeks, and I've probably got another ten to go. KM, okay, as, as we last when we last discussed or last time we did a video together, I told you what a majestic footballer I was. But what I noticed this season is. I was always renowned for my speed, wasn't I? But I feel like this season that's just gone out the window. I've just I'm carrying way too much weight.
1: Yeah, I wanted to um, I wanted to play you on the wing, but you just you were just so slow.
0: <laughs> You're Come just on. so
1: slow. So I had to had to push you into our wing back role, and uh, I'm sure if you were quicker, we would have had better results because you would be the main yeah. uh, a main uh, main asset to the team on that wing, but. You know, there's always next season. Lucky this season never ended. So, you know.
0: That's it. We could still win the league. It it is up for debate. But what we are here to talk about, speaking of winning league titles, we are going to talk about Rafael Varane, who has said bonjour, Manchester. By the way, I don't know if you saw his unveiling. Can I just get your opinion on that? How old school, but how refreshing was it to just see a player unveiled in front of the fans holding up a shirt? Bloody hell, I felt like it was 1990.
1: Honestly, honestly, I actually have that. It's something I wanted to talk about, the unveiling. I think it was – I really enjoyed it. You know, as simple as it was, walks out onto the beach, holds his jersey, takes a photo of himself, you know, says hi to the fans, gives Rio a sneaky hug, and then walks off. And, and what I was going to say about it was he looked so confident. Like, I don't know if you could tell, but just he, he didn't look nervous. He didn't look like there was any pressure. He just looked really, really confident. And I think that speaks to the nature of him as a person, and as a player. Um, but yeah, I, I really actually liked that unveiling. It was, and I think it was tactical from Ole. I think it was to get the crowd going as well before so. the opening game. And um, and obviously, whether or not I had a part to play, you guys smashed Leeds last season as well. So uh, maybe yeah. Leeds is just a easy side for you guys. <laughs> but I, well, I did, I mean, I did enjoy it.
0: I'd love to verse Leeds every week. Bloody hell. It was a good game of football. Um, and I, I might actually come back to the game a little bit, but let's talk about that man, Rafael Varane. Um And I guess you did touch on his character a little bit. Let me ask you about that because you're obviously, for those who haven't seen you on the last episode, KM is a very passionate Real Madrid fan. So he will bring a neutral view to this video as opposed to me, who will sit here saying, He's the best centre-back and probably never seen him play. That's all I have seen him play. But for that, if you do think Rafael Varane's a good signing, like the video. And if you don't like the video, then you don't like Rafael Varane, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> um, but Cam, tell me about the character of Rafael Varane. You mentioned he, he's, he seemed like a man for the occasion. He didn't seem phased by by the event of being unveiled in front of 75,000 fans. As, as a Real Madrid fan, like what are his greatest qualities as an as a person? I think as a
1: person, he's just so calm and very collected. Um, you very rarely see him panic. And, you know, I love Sergio Ramos. You know, he's, he's my center back idol. I, you know, always, I'm a center back, I always try to emulate his game. Um, but Sergio Ramos can obviously be a little bit uh, eccentric and, uh, you know, a little bit out there. And you do need that calming presence next to someone like that. And whether it was forced, or not because of Ramos um, I'm not sure but I don't think so it looks incredibly natural to him uh, he's just like I said very very calm you never really panic like you don't you know sometimes you know as good as Ramos is and I love Ramos I think he's one of the best center backs and we can argue I can argue with this all day long if someone disagrees but R- Varane was just just so calm whereas Ramos sometimes you'd you know, if there's an aerial duel or one-on-one, you're thinking, oh, is he getting sent off? <laughs> is he going to do something silly here? But Varane was just always so calm and I think that's just his nature. Um, even when he was leaving the club, he left on very good terms. You know, he went and said goodbye to all the players at training and, and the coaching staff and, and the whole club really and everyone kind of loved the guy and no one, I've I've never heard anyone have any issues with him in the dressing room. Um, there's never been any drama. He's just very professional, very calm, gets the job done.
0: A lot of, a lot of punditry, or and I, I'm going to say, I dare say it's rival fans, have suggested that he's not a leader, that, that Ramos was very much the leader of the Real Madrid defence. Um, in all the things you have said, I, now I'm not going to insinuate you're suggesting he's not a leader, but is, is there any truth to that um, when you watch Real Madrid? Who's the one marching or giving giving out the directions and the orders in that back line? Because you do talk about Ramos being eccentric, which he is, but he's a, and look, no debate for me, one of the best centre-backs in the world to this day, even at his age. But you need one of those in your defence and you do need a coming influence. So I would think Ferran would be the communicator of the two.
1: Look, Ramos is definitely... And was definitely when he was on the field the leader. He was the club captain, been at the club for Yonks, you know, 15 years plus. Um, grew up through the ranks, or we we signed him very young, and then grew up through the ranks. He mm-hmm. he played with Roberto Carlos, he played with the, the old guard, Even took over from the back line. So Ramos was always going to be that natural leader on the pitch because of who he was as a person. And and Ramos naturally is, is that leader, that natural leader. But to suggest Varane isn't, total rubbish. Anyone that says otherwise has just not watched Madrid or watched Varane closely enough. He, and you can see when he plays for France, he's the leader on that field, in that back line. He's calling the shots. Last season, Ramos was injured pretty much the entire season. And it was Varane and Militao or Varane and Nacho mm-hmm. in the back line. And it was Varane. Varane was the, was the, was the person progressing the ball. He was starting the play. And he was commanding he was commanding the back line so to, to suggest he's not the leader uh, rubbish total rubbish whether or not he will be at United I, I think that comes down to club dynamics as well. Um, you know it'd be hard for him to overtake Ramos as that leader on the field because Ramos was Ramos and he was the club captain um, in saying that Varane was part of the captain group so at Madrid they have a group. Um, so Ramos is that was the captain, Marcelo vice-captain. Varane was part of that leadership group as well, though. So total rubbish to suggest he he can't be that leader
0: at all. That's what I like to hear. Some players just naturally have it, don't they? Like if I think of United, obviously that's the team I, I watch most closely. Like Bruno Fernandes, from his first game at United, it, it was a draw against Wolves, but his very first game... He's pointing at players. He's telling them where to be. I, I love that. I love that character on the pitch. And it's a dying art. It's a dying art in, in modern football, which is a shame. Um, Talk to me about the actual strengths of the player, though. So what is it that Varane will bring um, to United? Um, you, you mentioned his calming influence, which would naturally be beneficial on the pitch. But talking about his actual physical attributes uh, and, and technical ability as well, what does he actually bring on the field?
1: Yeah, so... I'll I'll quickly run through what he's achieved, just to paint a picture, if people are not really sure, you know, because I've seen a bit on socials comparing him to, um, you know, other centre backs in the league who are quite frankly not in the same league or level as Varane. Ben White, yeah, yeah, Ben White, pretty much. Uh, so he's joined he joins Madrid when he's eighteen years old. He's there for ten years. He's got over 300 appearances and he's in that time he's won 18 major honours. We're talking three La Liga's, one Copa, four Club World Cups, three Super Cups, four Champions League titles, four in a World Cup. At 24, he wins his third Champions League title, making him the youngest defender to win three titles, beating Maldini, who was the previous youngest at 26. He, He does that at 24. And, you know, we're comparing him with Maldini at his age. We're talking about a guy who's won four Champions League titles. He's obviously good at what he does. What he brings to the pitch. Look under Zidane as manager, we Madrid played very high um, and high press, and and but we very rarely won the ball back in counter in midfield, which left our, our our left so much space in between midfield and backline, and that leaves your the, your your deepest defender, and your centre backs with all this large space, um, and, and, and to, to, to deal with and being completely outnumbered what he, what he brings, he's a Supreme athlete and his and his probably best attribute is reading the game. Like Varane reading the game is second to none. And what you, you're not gonna get men to men defending so much. What you're gonna get is a defender that reads the game, who cuts space, Puts pressure on space, cuts passing lanes, and and essentially stops any passes coming from wide into the middle. So statistically, if you look at his numbers, he might not be that great because statistically, no one's counting that. People are counting yeah. tackles, people are counting you know other defensive uh, other defensive metrics. What he what he's doing is very hard to measure. It's on the eye test, but well, what he does is very well. So you know, technically and tactically, very very comfortable very comfortable in both. Uh he was compared to Hiero, Lauren Blanc, and he was, you know, the natural successor to these two. I think he was better than both. Um and someone I loved Hiero uh, as a Madrid person, I loved Hiero, but Varane definitely was a better player, definitely the def- better defender. Mourinho called him one of the best defenders in the world. Mm-hmm. And if Mourinho likes you as a defender, you know you're pretty good. Um he, so his first instinct isn't man to man but it's to constrict space It's to constrict the, the running, the, the, you know, running lanes and passing lanes. Um, he, you know, he can go to man man to man and he does it when he has to, but for Madrid, for example, he never had to, cause that was Ramos's role. Ramos was man to man. He was always the cover. He was always cutting those lines. And I think he'll probably be similar United with Harry Maguire being probably the more aggressive player, but you're mm-hmm. getting yet it, very physically imposing great footwork. Uh, his priority is definitely holding position um, and his position acumen and anticipation is definitely his number one defensive aspect for sure.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point you make around Harry Maguire and Ramos and, and I think I completely agree with you. Would you be surprised or not even surprised but would your expectation be because if, if I think of the game and I think of the strengths of Harry Maguire and the strengths of Rafael Varane, his recovery pace, crucial for a defender, quick, uh, Harry Maguire, as good as I believe he is, and, and he's proven himself, I think, enough now to be renowned as at least in the top 10 defenders in, in world football at the moment, he does lack pace, undoubtedly, and his positional play at times can be questionable. Do you think with Varane coming in that it allows Varane to almost be that the one who tucks in, where Maguire you expect to be a bit more aggressive, utilise his aerial ability? Uh,
1: I, I assume, and obviously I don't know how they're going to use him um, but I assume he's gonna slot in and do the same role he did at Madrid. And he's gonna be that cover. Uh Maguire is gonna be the one to step out first and, and and Varane will cover the space behind and cover the space from the fullbacks that are that that get you know out of that uh found out of space. Um his speed, his acceleration, you know, it's it is ridiculous how quick this guy is. It's not, you know, you don't really people don't talk about it. Um but he's so so quick, and I think he suits United similarly to Madrid because well, from my from from what I've seen of United, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Fred Scott McTominay they do push very high to counterpress, but they do leave leave a lot of space behind them, and that's the exact situation that you get at Madrid, and in the Premier League where it's probably quicker counterattacks mm-hmm. than you do in La Liga, he's actually going to be more more essential. Um, and to do what he does is probably more beneficial to United because you, I, there will be much more space left behind and teams do counter much quicker in the Premier League. So I think he will slot into that exact role for sure.
0: Do you expect an easing in period or, or do you, when we talk about Varane's qualities, do you think he just eases right in? Like from my perspective, just observing, like you said, I, th- I think it was a really good point that you made just seeing how comfortable he was being unveiled. It looks like someone who was ready for this move. Um, reportedly, big Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand was supposedly his idol growing up. Um, that's someone he modelled his game around. And you can see some similarities in the way that they play for sure. Um, do, do you expect him to have a bit of a fitting in period or do you think he'll just be he'll be a Rolls Royce, he'll just hit the ground running? Look,
1: I don't... I've heard a lot about it. A lot of people say... Oh, He needs time. I think Rio was one of the people as well saying, Oh, he needs time to adapt. The Premier League is so much more difficult than La Liga and all that, whatever. You know, I don't think from a tactical or technical point of view, he needs adaptation time. You you always, he he may or may not, due to different teammates, different language barrier, although he did his first press conference in complete English and and it was quite good. Um, But always in a different team, different tactics, different structure. That's where you get. I guess a transition period, but in terms of him, uh, in terms of pressure or him, you know, coming into the squad and you know having to get a few games to to get to the pace of the game or the, the league, I don't think that's an issue at all. I mean, four Champions League titles and a World Cup. We're not talking about a second-rate player. This guy is world class. He is he is elite. He's one of the best defenders of his generation. Like it's not, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Ricardo Cavaliere actually. Who played for Chelsea and for Madrid actually talked about how it was so much harder to adapt in Madrid than it was in London, um, because of you know because he he mentioned other factors like off the, off field that factors like you know in Spain they eat quite late and so they're always eating at home alone so you're not you're not together in the squad whereas in England they eat earlier they have lunches earlier and and whatnot so they're with the squad so they're adapting quicker but he was also talking about. The, the spotlight in Madrid when the tiniest thing happens and it gets blown way out of proportion, um, which obviously does happen at United and obviously does happen at in in the Premier League. Um, but I I just don't think... I can't imagine Varane being at Madrid for 10 years going into United and being nervous or being scared or not being able to adapt to the pace of the game. The, the guy is a machine. So I don't think so. I think I also read that Rio was his idol. Um, And he was actually, it was between United and Madrid to sign him 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. And
1: and Zidane was the big factor to push him to Madrid. Um, Otherwise he probably would have had him already. Um, But no, I don't think there'll be from a tactical or from a, from a, you know, from a uh, standard from, of the league. I don't think he's going to struggle. Maybe he might need an uh, adaptation period due to like different teammates and different tactics but I don't think he's going to have a problem. I think he'll hit the
0: ground running. He looks so confident. You you got me excited. Can can I ask you, actually, I do want to ask you a question on Real Madrid, and and I will come to that. But when you talk about Rafael Varane, you obviously speak very highly of him. Um, Van Dijk is the one that most pundits would have you believing is the best centre-back in the world, and with good reason. Um, Where do you rank Varane? When when we're talking about the best centre-backs in the world, is he on par with Van Dyke? Is Van Dyke number one to you? Where do you rank Veron in terms of the best centre backs in the world? I
1: think it's a tough question. I think it's—I don't think he's going to step into United and have the same impact Van Dyke had. Not because he's as not as good, but I think because Liverpool's defence was much worse than United's defence is. So Veron stepping into United's backline is more. Tightening it up, making it, taking it to the next step. Whereas Van Dyke going into that back line completely changed their back line. That Liverpool's defense was rubbish, It was shocking, to be honest. Like they were conceding goals left, right, and centre. Um, that end, and obviously putting Alisson in goals for, for Liverpool helped them out. Um, whereas with United, I think defensively it's not too bad already, but Varane just makes it better. So I don't think you're going to get that crazy impact that huge noticeable impact and that's something I actually worry about is that you don't get this huge impact immediately that's so noticeable and people start to question how good he is because everyone's so statistical um these days and it's all about numbers and like I was saying his game isn't you're not going to read about his game in numbers you're going to read his game via the eye test so is he as good as Van Dijk look I don't think is he's worse I, I don't think he's a worse player. I think he's equal, um, if not better. To be honest, like, but they're very different yes. players. Yes, I, I, th- I think they're different players. You know, Van Van Dyke is definitely your more man-to-man. You know, your centre backs receiving the ball with his back. Van Dyke's on his ass. He's not letting him turn. He's not giving him an inch of space. Varane's going to give you that space, but he's not going to let you do anything with it. He's not going to go to you, sorry, but he's going to cut off all the other space. He's not going to let you do anything with it. If you try and put a pass in, he's going to be there. His positioning is is a different – his reading of the game, his positioning, is definitely his key attribute. So I think it's different. Right. Where do I rank him? Look, I think Ramos, one of the best centre-backs of all time, or like, you know, up there with Maldini. And then I think not too far behind, you've got Varane and Van Dijk. Um, Varane's done it for 10 years. Van Dijk hasn't. Not taking anything away from Van Dijk. Fantastic defender. Amazing defender, oh, yeah. if not the best at the moment. Um, but he's done it for one year and was injured for a year. So it's – or two years of when he was injured. So it's, it's a completely different comparison. And yeah. Varane's 28. This is – he's getting – like, it's crazy to think that he's, he may have not hit his peak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with defenders. They're like wine. They really, they become better with age. They generally peak around that 30, 31 mark. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited by this signing. I've got to admit for, for me as a United fan, I know Sancho is the one where that's maybe a bit more glamorous, but the Varane one, like that's the one that got my pants on. If I'm being honest, because you look at United, you made a good point around he's maybe not a statistical player. I'll give you a stat. United, conceded the second most goals from set pieces last season and that was a major weakness and I think when we're talking about Victor Lindelof such a good defender he really is I I was a massive critic of him um, early on in his United career but the weaknesses in Lindelof's game are he's got a lack of physicality if you look at him he's quite slight for a centre-back not very quick and he can get bullied he can get bullied by a bigger striker I think Varane um, will address a lot of that. Just tell me he's good at defending set pieces, KM, and and we'll yeah. go to bed happy.
1: He he is very aerially dominant. Um He can put the ball in the back of the net. He doesn't score too often, but he can do it from a set piece. But most more importantly, he can defend them. Um, he, he's a tall. He's 190 centimeters or something. He's a tall bloke. And he's, he's very strong, very physical. He's not going to get shoved around. He's not going to get pushed around. Um, you know, Chelsea's just signed Lukaku. He's going to go toe-to-toe with Lukaku, and it's not going to be a problem. Um, I think I think Varane is the most important signing United made. And, and like, you might not see it on the numbers, like Sancho, for example, um, but I think it's just going to tighten up that back line. And it's a big step towards where United want to be, for sure, 100%. I think you'll definitely concede a lot less goals from,
0: from, from set pieces, 100%. Amen, brother. And I think Oli touched on it. I, I think with the biggest benefit of Iran, it'll allow United to actually play past the halfway line. They, they can allow the defence to just push up that further bit forward and hopefully the McFred midfield is a thing of the past. Um, Can <laughs> I ask you on Real Madrid? I, I do. I'm really curious around this, and, and Tom did ask me to check this in with you. Um, Ronaldo's left recently. That's factual. Ramos, a legend as well. Modern legend has now left the club. Um, you're seeing a prime Raphael Varane leave. So you, you lost your, your partnership, the heart of your, your defense. We're looking at the mess unfold before us with Barcelona. I still can't believe Messi's actually left Barcelona, are you concerned that Real Madrid are heading in the same direction? There does seem to be. I, I know there's been massive links with Mbappe, but now that they've got M- uh, Messi there, there's questions whether Mbappe oh, will still look to go to Madrid. Are you concerned around the star power that Madrid has to attract players, but more importantly, the financial situation of the club?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not overly stressed. Um, but I'm also I'm also not a Madrid fan that thinks we need to win. I mean, I, I'd like us to win everything every year, as does anyone, but I'm not one that expects us to win the league, the Champions League and the Cup every single season um, and don't think that's realistic either. Um, financially, we are in a much better position than Barcelona. We have, Madrid haven't signed anyone for three years um Hazard was the last signing and in that transfer window we signed a bunch of kids you know Jovic Vinicius Rodrigo um we signed Odegaard years ago uh when he was 16 he's probably at the door um financially they've been they've been working it out and it was always to buy Mbappe uh COVID hits and <clears throat> and it's the same time that Madrid's rebuilding their stadium a 500 billion dollar uh or 500 billion euro project um so very, very tight on transfers. We saw our, our most recent transfer was David Dalliber, uh, who is a phenomenal player. who get him on a free. Um, David Alaba coming is part of the reason Varane is leaving. Uh, actually, you know, he, he comes on a free, but he's instantly getting double what Varane's getting on a weekly. Um, and Madrid didn't want to pay Varane because they couldn't. Um, not yet that the plan was to get rid of marcelo isco and a couple of the older guys and, and Bale, uh, who's who's taken 600 grand a week um, yeah. who's actually played quite well in the first game and he looks like he's he's keen to play under Ancelotti. but the, the idea was to get rid of those guys even renew varan's contract next season but not to stand in his way if he wanted to leave um because it, you know it's a time to make money so I don't think that i don't think madrid's ever going to have a problem attracting star players ever it's it's real madrid arguably uh, the, the biggest club in the world and has been for forever um there you know i don't know if you've seen the uh the sketches or or the the architectural drawings of the new stadium it's impressive i don't think they're going to have a problem i think they've just been smart with their their money and noticed mm-hmm. that they can't pay for anyone right now. So they're not. They are trying last ditch to sign Mbappe. Mbappe will come to Madrid. Like 100%. You heard it here first. Don't worry about Fabrizio Romano. You heard it here. KM's telling you Mbappe's coming to Madrid. Whether it's this season Confidence. or next season, Confidence. whether it's this season or next season, I can't tell you. I, I think it'll be next season on a free. I don't know. A think chance to play it. with
0: Messi. Yeah, you bet it's next season. <laughs>
1: Well, the, he uh, reportedly he's unhappy. He 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 wants to be the star. Messi's obviously the star now. He comes to Madrid. Yeah. He knows he's the star. I don't think it's the right time for him to come to Madrid. From from his, from his point of view, like, why would you leave? You know, you've got Messi, you've got Ramos, you've got Di Maria, you've got Neymar, you've got a PSG all-star squad. Why would you leave? Go win the Champions League, then come. Career mode um, on steroids, seriously. Yeah, and you're going to come to Madrid and you're going to play with Vinicius and Asensio, who are good players, but they're not Messi and Neymar. So, I don't, I'm not worried about Madrid's standing in world football. I think they're always going to be at the top. Um, They've, they were the only, Madrid was the only club last year in Europe to record a profit. So, financially, they know what they're doing. They just can't buy anyone right now because, well, the economic crisis. Madrid's a fan owned club, unlike, you know, United, unlike, PSG unlike Chelsea and Liverpool and whatnot so th- that, that was the whole reason behind the Super League you know issues they yeah. Perez saw that the way that the world is going in terms of finances and, and transfers Madrid can't compete so they tried to get this Super League going because that would give them funds to compete um but obviously that didn't happen and to be honest thank God that was a terrible decision terrible idea um <laughs> from a Madrid fan I was 100 against it but I'm not too stressed. I think they'll always have that star quality about them It's Madrid. They'll get people in the doors. If you've ever, if you ever go to Madrid, you do the stadium tour compared to any other club in the world. It's, it's just silly. Like the tour on its own attracts people, you know? So I think you get, I think Madrid gets Mbappe. And then once you've got Mbappe, you get other players around them. And, you know, someone, someone was comparing Madrid and Barcelona's situation to me and, Madrid squad's not bad. It's not what it was. Mm. You've got Hazard, who's coming back into form. You've got Bale, who, if he decides to rock up, he's one of the best in the world. You've got Benz, yeah. who's arguably one of the best centre-forwards in the world, and, and one and, and if not, top three, easy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you've got Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Valverde um, behind him. You've got Odegaard sitting on the bench, can't get a game. Uh, and then you've got promising youngsters, um Militao was very solid last season in back David Alaba is a world-class player so I'm not overly stressed um but I also don't expect us to win everything this season either so it's it's a transition and we've been going through the transition since Ronaldo left Barca are copying that now and they just Barca just didn't they had all this money and they spent it on on rubbish they they bought terrible players their finances and their wage bill was way out of whack and Mm. They've they've royally screwed up. Bale leaves next year, frees up six hundred thousand euros a week. That's a lot of money, just one player. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm not overly stressed. Um, I think I don't think Madrid's going to go anywhere. Like any suggestions of them not being that top echelon of clubs is just silly.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely do agree with you there. All right, well, look, I did title this video: Why United, Why Varane Will Deliver the Premier League. Tell me why Rafael Varane will lift the Premier League trophy for Manchester United this season.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can. I still think United is a bit Come on, friendly. let me dream. Look, I think I think I think City are clearly a better team. Um, I think Chelsea have built a f- ridiculous squad. Um, and I think Liverpool, if they hit what they hit the other few years, they're going to be tough to beat. But I think United is much closer than they ever were. Since, this is the closest they've ever been since Ferguson left, for sure. Um, what Varane, the other parts that Varane brings that is not noticed or not spoken about is so last season he replaces Ramos as the ball carrier. He's he's the main source of ball progression. He's very comfortable doing it. He's got a he had a seventy-seven pass completion rate. Um, his, the big negative would be his progressive passes is two and a half to three per ninety minutes, which is quite low. But you got to take into context, you're you're playing in La Liga for the biggest club. Everyone's playing a low block, and you're the centre back, and you have got yeah. players like Modric, Cruz, uh, you know, who, <laughs> Vinicius and whatnot. These guys are guys. The guys are going to be putting the balls into the box. So is that's not his role, but he can do it. So I think what what he brings really is is a calm presence is overall going to shore up that back line for united is going to stop is going to help stop the leak of of set piece goals um and and if he needs to he will bring that ball up as well which allows your midfield to get higher like they like to um i think it gets you guys so much closer to that league title does it get you there i don't know uh yes for the podcast but but That's i rough. think <laughs> I think they're just a step behind. Still, I still think they're a step behind City and what, and and Chelsea and United and Liverpool. But strong depth,
0: isn't it, with those two clubs? Just, much
1: stronger, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I think United's so much closer. Sancho is a great signing, obviously. Whether he performs or not, different story. But you, you can't imagine he's not going to perform. Um, and and United's front and attack is 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 always been good. It hasn't been an issue. It's it's just been linking back to front. And, and actually one thing that Varane is very good at is that transition defense. Is that you know closing down those spaces that is gonna get left behind, um, which I think is gonna allow United to take the ball forward a lot better and not worry about what's behind them. If if midfielders and attackers are comfortable and trust the back line, they are much more free in what they do. And you got Pogba who's you know, doing what he's doing. You got Bruno. They're going to combine. Not going to have to worry about defensive duties. We know Pogba doesn't like to defend, so <laughs> I think why I we think, can save it the first goal. Yeah, well, I feel, but that's it. And I think you're going to have that cover. So, yeah, is he going to lift the Premier League trophy? Look, I, I, I might get kicked off this podcast forever. I never liked United, um but I love Varane. So I don't want. I, I only want. I, to be honest, I want to see you guys succeed purely because I love Varan. Like, I have so much love for this guy. So okay. I hope you guys do succeed, and, and I hope he does lift the trophy. And I think he gets you so much closer.
0: Good stuff. You know what I can't wait for, personally? I can't wait till we we meet Real Madrid in the final 16 of the Champions League, <laughs> and, and he it's makes that last-ditch effort to keep Benzema's goal out of the net and United progress to the quarterfinals. Imagine Probably that.
1: will happen. Probably. We've got a bad record of letting players go when they score against us in champions leagues and knock us out it happens over time so um hopefully we don't meet you guys
0: (laughs) ronaldo 2000 and i want to say 2012 or was it 2013
1: in the uh in the black champions league yeah 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 Yeah. scores a beauty
0: (laughs) i still can't believe how high he jumped ridiculous stuff Well, Cam, I think this has been a belting chat. Um, Thanks as always for joining us. Um, Sorry, I should please allow me let you give us a plug. First Brick Property Buyers, tell the people, tell us Sydney siders in lockdown where they can find you, what you're all about.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I run a business called First Brick Property Buyers Agency. We uh, we help people buy property across Australia for investment or properties to, to live in um this is the craziest time we've ever seen in the real estate market if anyone's ever opened the news it is ridiculous but there are there are definitely uh, areas to purchasing where you can make money so we help investors make money buy property we take care of the entire process you don't even have to get off your couch you can stay in lockdown and and we take care of the rest so if you're interested uh you can reach out to us we're on facebook instagram linkedin youtube tiktok we've got a podcast as well which is called the first brick property podcast all about real estate um, nothing to do with football. And uh yeah, if you're interested in real estate, find us. Happy to you have you. on TikTok.
0: What what are you doing? Juggling bricks or something?
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, it's just just short videos like little tips about the real estate market. Uh we've just decided to to hit TikTok. Uh, I've already got the videos for Instagram, so I just push it on to TikTok.
0: Why not? Nah, good stuff. Very lazy marketing tactic yep, there really but you know what mate, your content is great km and you've we've spoken in the past and i'll definitely will be getting your help soon so if you are interested or if you are looking to buy a property and you're not sure where and you are in australia first brick property buyers go hit up km we'll, we'll leave a description we'll leave a, a link in the description below km Thank pleasure you. as always mate um i hope Thank you, mate. our listeners have enjoyed that don't forget to like the video. Subscribe. We're nearly at, I think we're two away from 100 subscribers. So we're definitely making some progress there. So make sure you're subscribed. Stay tuned. KM, I'm sure we'll have you on again as always. And till next time, mate, well, United, will, And uh, oh, sorry, I should of course say, make sure you leave in the comments how much better this video was without Tom. Please make <laughs> sure you do that. Um, and we'll be back with you in the next day or two. I'm sure we've got a Southampton match to preview and I can't wait to see how many assists Paul Pogba. By the way, did you see, did you, did did you make much of Paul Pogba's performance, by the way? How good was he? Seriously.
1: It, it, It was, it was a different level. Um, I think, I think he's settled. I don't think he's, he's thinking about leaving. Although there's actually rumors of him coming to Madrid next season, also on a free. Looks like we're buying players on a free. I think with the new Juventus, but um, there's always rumors around Pogba, but, yeah, he was. I was uh, talking to a friend that I won't name that you know, um, <coughs> assistant coach. Um, and he um, he used to tell me Pogba's not world class. And then oh, please. He, I saw, oh, we ran into each other and he had a laugh. He said, Yeah, Pogba's world class. Uh,
0: for- oh, KM, I think you're frozen there. All right, I think KM's frozen. So we will wrap the video up there. Uh, while you enjoy that face, Pleasure as always. Make sure you like the video and we'll catch you on no, the we- next one.